Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Time now to turn our attentions to headlines coming out of China. Uh, we're going to talk about the White House acknowledging the existence of Chinese spy facilities in Cuba. Plus, uh, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken's upcoming visit to Beijing. Helping us out is Dr. O.A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Good afternoon, Dr. O. Good afternoon to you again. Uh, I'm speaking from China, indeed. Ooh, ooh, we have to be careful, Dr. O. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about this Chinese spy facilities in Cuba that uh, the White House has acknowledged its presence. What does this mean? I mean, is this a surprise to you? Well, it's a rather reluctant uh, acknowledgement, I would say, saying, for example, there was such a facility for quite some time already. It's not uh, something new. They might have sort of uh, upgraded and updated some of their facilities. And then it's not a direct uh, acknowledgement. Eh? Yeah. I mean, they do recognize there is such a facility, but then uh, saying, you know, it might have been upgraded, but it's not a totally new facility. Yeah. Mm. On the reverse, is the Chinese government saying anything about these uh, so-called acknowledgements? Well, of course, the Chinese government uh, strongly denied there's uh, such a new facility and that it considers this to be a slander from the American side and so on. But I think increasingly you will see this sort of uh, tit-for-tat between the U.S. and uh, the China side uh, as they try to uh, take a closer look of each other's capabilities from up close here. There seems to be a double standard here because when when it's a Chinese so-called spy facility elsewhere spying in the U.S., it makes big news. But of course, we know if it was the, the other way around, nobody even mentions it. Well, the norm, whether you like it or not, is the U.S. uh, keeping a close eye on uh, China and sometimes with the help of some of China's uh, neighbors and Mm -hmm. so on. But uh, if either the U.S. being watched by China or indeed by other major powers, well, then you may recall, for example, the Cuban Missile Crisis from uh, back in the 1960s. Mm -hmm. Uh, The U.S. didn't take quite kindly to that, yeah. Mm. Let let me just follow up on one thing, uh, Doctor. We've got a report a couple of weeks ago that there are Chinese secret police stations in Canada, according to the Public Safety Minister of Canada. Do you know anything about this? Well, there have been various allegations from both uh, Canada as well as the United States uh, that China would run such uh, so-called overseas uh, police uh, stations. The Chinese side, of course, uh, would claim that uh, these are facilities uh, providing, in essence, consular assistance, consular protection Mm -hmm. to some of its citizens. But, of course, the American and the Canadian side would claim that these facilities were used to, uh, for example, intimidate some of these uh, overseas dissidents of uh, China into, for example, uh, not talking bad about China. China and so on. Mm. Uh, This next piece that we want to tackle, Dr. Oh, is a little bit like courtship, right? You ask a girl out, you say no, you try again. So (laughs) China recently rejected a US proposal for defense chiefs to meet here in Singapore. You were at the Shangri-La Dialogue yourself. And now Anthony Blinken, the US Secretary of State, is headed to Beijing this weekend. Uh, What can we expect here? Why the sudden change of tone? 
Well, I think that refusal to meet uh, with uh, the U.S. Defense Secretary by the Chinese uh, Defense Minister was because Mr. Lee, the Chinese Defense Minister, was on the U.S. Uh, sanction list and he obviously was not too pleased about that. But uh, between the State Department and the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of China, I don't think there are these uh, impediments. And in fact, I think Blinken cancelled his own trip back in February. Mm-hmm. It was not the Chinese side uh, trying to block him from uh, visiting Beijing. So, well, now it's sort of a resumption of the previous trip back in uh, February. With this uh, acknowledgement of a spying facility in Cuba, how will this uh, derail perhaps, or how will this move the courtship with the U.S. Secretary of State visiting Beijing? Well, that's why I said I think the White House is uh, trying to uh, tone it down a bit, uh, not actually acknowledging it as something new, just saying, oh, he has always been there, oh, why are you guys so surprised, and so on. I think they don't want to uh, sort of derail Blinken's visit for a second time because, well, it's important for, at least from a U.S. perspective, to uh, sort of talk to the Chinese side and build all these so-called guardrails for their mutual relationship here. Yeah, we're talking about the two biggest economies in the world after mm-hmm. all, right? Uh, we're on the line right now with Dr. Oe Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Let's talk about how China has ordered the last Indian journalist in the country to leave. What's the backstory here? We know there's a bit of conflict between India and China. Tell us more. Well, you know, there were some so-called border altercations yeah. between China and uh, India uh, a few years ago, whereby it's a very strange type of uh, dispute because they don't actually uh, use bullets or guns, but they use, uh, for example, one of the guns to sort of knock down each other and so on. And since then, I think uh, the Indian side has frozen the number of uh, Chinese journalists' uh, visa, and the Chinese would, of course, uh, respond in kind. So after the departure of this so-called last Indian journalist, these two countries are no journalists in each other. Yeah. Doctor, let's talk about economic recovery in China. It is slowing down, as we can see from the numbers. What do you think are the factors leading to this? Well, I think uh, at least the Chinese side is very eager to once again woo foreign investors. I am actually traveling to Fujian province, uh, actually, and the day after tomorrow, I will be uh, attending one of these uh, trade fairs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, it has been a long time since I last attended such a trade fair. I think nowadays uh, they are very anxious to uh, woo foreign investors to uh, once again invest in China. Instead of right before the pandemic, you might remember, they were all talking about Chinese investors going out there to Mm -hmm. invest overseas. Yeah. Actually, Dr. Oh, just to follow up on Tim's question, this also happens to be on the back of how recently the whole narrative behind China's reopening, that optimism seems to have died down a bit. Is this a sign of, and I can't find the right words here, sort of like a desperate push? Yeah. They are trying to use uh, so-called domestic consumption okay. mm-hmm. to stimulate the economy. Unfortunately, domestic consumption does not seem to mm. pick up a lot in China. And foreign investment, as I hinted, is a bit slow nowadays. So, well, then you have to find another vehicle to, uh, in a 
stimulate your economy. And I think the, the Chinese, they're still very much looking forward to it, uh, whether it will be domestic consumption, mm. whether it will be uh, new waves of uh, foreign investment. Yeah. All right. We look forward to hearing from you next week. It tells a little bit about how it goes on the ground. been speaking with Dr. Oh A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Dr. Oh, thank you for your time. Have a safe trip. Well, thank you very much. Looking forward to talk to you again. Bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.